Welcome to Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute, sponsored by the Building and Realty Institute of Westchester in the Mid-Hudson region. Founded in 1946, the BRI is an independent trade association that serves all areas of the building, realty, and construction industries. Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute is an interactive forum that covers the latest news and trends affecting the building, realty, and construction sectors. And now, here's your host, the Associate Executive Director of BRI, Jeff Hanley. Hey, good Sunday evening to all. Welcome to Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute. We thank you for joining us this evening here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York. I am Jeff Hanley, the Associate Executive Director of the Building and Realty Institute and your program host. We are coming to you live. The Building and Realty Institute, also known as the Builders Institute, is a building, realty, and construction industry membership organization. Our association has more than 1,800 members in 14 counties of New York State. We are one of the largest business membership organizations in the state of New York. The Building and Realty Institute consistently addresses issues facing the building, realty, and construction sectors, as well as the general business community, and that is the focus of our program here on 710 WOR. As I mentioned, we are live, so please feel free to call us at 1-800-321-0710 with any comments or questions that you may have on the content of tonight's program. That number again is 1-800-321-0710. And now for a quick public service announcement from the Building and Realty Institute. Many of the members of the Building and Realty Institute who struggled during the pandemic are just now seeing their businesses return to normal. We all have a stake in keeping that progress moving forward. If you have not yet been vaccinated against COVID-19, the Building and Realty Institute strongly encourages you to talk with your doctor and, absent a medical restriction, to get your choice of vaccine. That message was brought to you as a public service announcement from the Building and Realty Institute. Welcome back to the show. Our show tonight will review processes that building and construction industry employers should be aware of. The topics we will cover will include how to plan for and fulfill local hiring requirements in construction, as well as strategies to preparing workforces for 21st century jobs. Our guest this evening is Celeste Fry, the co-founder and chief executive officer of Public Works Partners, LLC, which is based here in New York City. Celeste and her company are recognized as public service leaders who specialize in planning and implementing multi-stakeholder initiatives and building strong connections across the government, nonprofit, and private sectors. Celeste Fry, welcome to Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute here on 710 WOR. How are you tonight? I'm well. Thank you, Jeff. So nice to meet you, and thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome, Celeste. Thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. Please provide us with a brief overview of Public Works Partners. Of course. Public Works Partners is a woman-owned business 
Um, we are a WBE and DBE certified planning and consulting firm. We are based in New York City, but we work across the tri-state area. And what we do is we help developers, construction leaders, architecture and engineering firms, and economic development agencies to create and implement local hiring strategies, workforce development initiatives, and community engagement. We also Thank you. help. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You keep going. I'm sorry. That's fine. We also help these groups develop metrics and protocols to track the success of the implementation, especially of things like local hiring projects, um, because we find that if clear goals are established for each project, it really helps both the construction industry employer as well as um, the clients and the communities that we work with and ensures that everyone succeeds in the process. Celeste, what are the best ways for a member of the building or construction industry to reach Public Works Partners? You can always uh, email us at um, info at publicworkspartners.com. That was info at publicworkspartners.com. That's also our website, publicworkspartners.com. You can reach us through our website, and you can also call us directly at 347-619-2892. Thank you, Celeste. We'll get right to the content of tonight's show. We have some very interesting content to cover Celeste, your company assists employers in the building and construction industries in planning for and fulfilling local hiring requirements in construction. Can you please explain how Public Works Partners conducts that process? Sure, Jeff. We support employers in a few key ways. First, we conduct community research and we reach out to local community leaders and community-based organizations in neighborhoods where a project is going to take place so that we can understand the um, skills and resources that are present in the community, as well as what community members hope for that project. For example, uh, if there's a community college in the area or, um, or a community organization that provides training, we work to establish partnerships with programs such as that. Then, in addition, we then work with training and apprenticeship programs to help local job seekers who are interested in supporting a development to get access to the training that they need, uh, it, hopefully in advance of actu the actual construction project hiring starting. We work to ensure that workers need, are able to get their OSHA certification, uh, training in any specific issues that will be needed in that development and any other credentials that, so that they'll be eligible for employment on a job site. It's really critical in a local hiring process that the employers, the contractors, the other um, subs on the job site begin thinking about local hiring very early so that local residents have time to hear about the project, get interested in it, and even perhaps get some training to be ready for work. Celeste, the hiring requirements in construction and building vary on state, 
county, and local levels. That must really present a challenge to building and construction industry employers, correct? It is quite a challenge. And you, cause, because you're right, you know, in New York, um, we have different regulations and requirements in New York City, in Westchester, in the Hudson Valley, in different communities and counties that may impact uh, construction employers in different ways. In addition, in, even within New York City, there may be different requirements based on the type of development or project it is. For example, an affordable housing, uh, an affordable housing development may have different requirements or a development that is on city or state-owned land may have a different set of requirements as well. Um, That is just really yet another reason. It is so important that local hiring plans are set into motion as early as possible. If employers begin to... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. If um, for employers, if they begin to think about and do their research on the local hiring requirements in the initial planning stages of a project, it will help them, you know, really avoid any surprises. Okay. And those hiring requirements, Celeste, change on a regular basis, something that building and construction industry employers must consistently be on the outlook for, right? That is correct. We have seen local hiring and minority and women-owned business rules changing in New York City and New York State in recent years with new legislation and new goals and targets. And they do continue to evolve. In addition to that, what we also see is that Sometimes those goals are negotiated. You know, there may be a um, there may be a certain local hiring goal, like twenty percent. But for a particular project, um, the a developer, a contractor, and um, you know, a property owner may even negotiate to have even a little bit higher hiring goals if they believe that that will help them um, gain. gain the trust and support of the local community. Celeste, your company works on behalf of building and construction industry employers in helping them reach marginalized populations, specifically in emphasizing strategies for effective, equitable community engagement. Can you explain that process, please? Sure. Public Works develops comprehensive public involvement plans and outreach strategies to bring people who have traditionally been left out of the planning process into that process. We do this in a number of ways, each based on research into the specific history, demographics, and needs of the community around the project, as well as the needs of that particular construction project. A few key points that we always focus on are accessibility, variety, and transparency. Excuse me. Accessibility may include translating materials into language other than English, if that's what's spoken by community members. It may include um, planning outreach events at times and in venues 
that work for a wide variety of community members and also providing for feedback through multiple methods such as online, telephone, and paper-based surveys, for example. In terms of variety, we recognize that different people have different preferences for how they want to get involved. Some people want to come to a large traditional community meeting or a big job fair, so, and, but others prefer um, to be engaged where they are anyway. For example, we may set up table, tables at community gathering spaces like parks, schools, or grocery stores to create opportunities for smaller, more informal conversations. We also conduct outreach and build partnerships with community-based organizations that reach people with specific interests or needs. We do virtual and in-person presentations. And we also use social media, telephone, and even flyers to get in touch with people wherever they are. And then finally, transparency. Transparency is really key in any effort to engage the community and get them involved in a construction project. People want to feel heard and um, being upfront about what you're talking about, um, what the information is that you want to know and how it can benefit people in the community is important right along the way with providing updates on the project throughout the from you know during construction and uh, and publicizing findings from research that we do that those things all go a long way to build trust between the community and those developing and building the construction project very important topics and beautifully presented beautifully presented celeste thank you so much You're listening to Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute. We thank you for joining us this evening here on 710 WOR. I am Jeff Hanley, the Associate Executive Director of the Building and Realty Institute and your program host. We are coming to you live. If you have any questions or comments about the content of tonight's show, please feel free to call us at 1-800-321-0710. That number again is 1-800-321-0710. If you would like further information on the Building and Realty Institute, please visit our website at buildersinstitute.org. That address, again, is buildersinstitute.org. Or you can phone our offices at 914-273-0730. That number again is 914-273-0730. Our show tonight is reviewing processes that building and construction industry employers should be aware of. We are covering a variety of topics of interest to employers in the building and construction sectors. Our guest is Celeste Fry, the co-founder and chief executive officer of Public Works Partners, which is based here in New York City. We are covering, again, some very, very relevant information for building and construction industry employers. And again, Celeste, thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening. Celeste, your company has strategies that help building and construction industry employers prepare workforces 
for 21st century jobs. Can you please review them? Yes. So we support research, design, implementation, and tracking that all goes into apprenticeship and training programs. One recent example, um, amazingly enough, we worked with a nonprofit based in uh, in New York City called the Billion Oyster Project. Uh, they're a really great uh, nonprofit organization working to build com- skills and opportunity while also restoring New York Harbor's oyster reefs. They are actually well on their way to um, to putting a billion oysters into the um, into the waters around New York. For example, they were um, they have been very involved at, at the um, the Mario Cuomo Bridge, putting oyster uh, putting oysters in around the base of the bridge, which is a really neat thing. But what they realized, which I am sure many of building and construction industry employers have also realized, is that there is a shortage of welders um, in our area. And they had a hard time finding enough people to do the welding necessary to build the frames for their oyster reefs. So they brought us in to help do research, talk to folks at different schools, and design a career bridge program to connect young adults to welding and welding-related occupations in high-growth industries across the construction field, the marine field, et cetera. So to do this, we held sessions with their staff to understand really what they needed out of their, what they needed from welders themselves. We talked to um, community colleges around the New York area, um, and we talked to welders in the field, as well as other employers who needed welders. Ultimately, we designed a program that taps into the skills of a network of partners to provide young adults um, in education and training opportunities through welding training and then paid work experience at Billion Oyster Project learning to weld and then ongoing um, support services to then help them get long, begin to build long-term careers in welding. In addition to that, transferable skills are a really important focus of our work. You know, like we said, we were teaching people how, I mean, we were, we were helping people get training to do welding for a marine need. But, of course, those skills transfer into many other construction-related industries as well. Celeste, I'm so glad you mentioned the topic of labor shortages Building and construction industry employers are facing serious shortages of skilled workers from the building trades. Have you received any consistent input from employer members of the building and construction industries on how they are dealing with this problem? It is a big challenge, Jeff. I do think that it also presents an opportunity in some ways, though. There are communities that are underrepresented in construction and in the building trades. And I think now with the confluence of um, 
new types of technology on the job site with um, a new interest in green jobs and the climate, it could be a great moment to reimagine who the construction worker of the 21st century really is. Firms need to be able to um, pivot with the labor market and really think about um, how to find uh, people in new communities that they may not have worked with before. Uh, for example, we have worked with an organization called Non-Traditional Employment for Women, NEW, which is based in New York City, and they train women to go into uh, apprenticeship programs in, in the trades. And they have been around for a long time and have been very successful, but they, there are other programs as well uh, to try to bring new people into the construction field. It's, um, it's not an easy thing to do, but I not. think it is really just incredibly important. As a matter of fact, Celeste, this Thursday evening's general membership meeting of the Building and Realty Institute this coming Thursday, September 23rd, at 5.30 p.m. at the Sinesta Downtown Hotel in White Plains will cover the serious shortages of skilled labor for the building and construction sectors. Those wanting further information on registering for the program, please visit our website at buildersinstitute.org. That web address, again, is buildersinstitute.org. Hit on the events link and you'll be all set to register for this important program again one more time Thursday, September 23rd, 5.30 p.m., the general membership meeting of the Building and Realty Institute at the Sonesta Downtown Hotel in White Plains. All are welcome. Celeste, based on your dialogues with employer members of the building and construction industries, what do they see as the biggest challenges that they face in the weeks and months ahead? I think that the labor shortage right now is really the biggest issue. Uh, we are finding that construction employers are just struggling to find enough people with the right mix of skills that they need. You know, nearly 90% of contractors in recent years have reported a moderate to high level of difficulty hiring skilled workers. Uh, you, now, that went down a little bit during the pandemic, but it actually has, um, I think, is now getting even more acute. Um, in order to get past that, construction firms are starting to utilize a variety of new strategies. They may be using more online or video-based um, training programs. They may also be doing um, more on the, more advanced training for the staff that they already have uh, to try to help the, the workers that they already have gain those additional skills needed to do more specialized work. You know, I think in addition, the uncertainty around the pandemic uh, certainly was very difficult for construction employers um, and made hiring uh, uh, even tougher because 
construction restarted so quickly uh, after the initial wave of the pandemic, but was Mm -hmm. difficult, I think, for for a lot of um, firms to get enough of their workers back. Wow, it's already 6.54. Celeste, we could talk about these topics for an hour. They are so extensive and they are so important. I'm sorry we don't have the time to do an hour show because I know, we again, we could discuss them. And that would be very, very important to members of the building and construction industries. Celeste, you speak with members of the general business community week in and week out. What are their concerns at the current moment? What are they concerned with regarding the weeks and the months ahead? I think that general businesses of many different types share uh, many of the same concerns as construction industry employers. We work with, as I mentioned, a lot of uh, government agencies, economic development-related organizations, but also work with engineering firms. We work with architecture firms. And I believe many types of employers and businesses are worried about building a skilled workforce. They're very concerned about providing for the health and safety of their workers, uh, wondering when people are going to really be able to safely come back to the office and job sites. That's actually an interesting one because construction firms, contractors had to figure this out much earlier than many other types of businesses, right? And then wondering what our communities are really going to look like. Will people go back to the office? Will, uh, will people be more neighborhood-based? It's, it's really quite interesting what we're all, I think, grappling with at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. Celeste, again, what are the best ways to reach Public Works Partners? Thank you so much for asking again. Our website is at publicworkspartners.com. You can also email us at info at publicworkspartners.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at publicworksiq. Here's a very quick question for you. Based on your dialogues with members of the building and construction industry, despite all the negatives that they face, are they remaining upbeat in terms of the months ahead? I believe that they are. And, you know, there is an incredible amount of opportunity ahead with the hopefully infrastructure bill that will be passed with, you know, a lot of um, post-pandemic pent-up demand for housing, as we have seen, um, pent-up demand for a lot of different types of, um, a lot of different types of, uh, sorry, construction. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot of exciting opportunity in the next decade for building and construction industry employers. Certainly great to hear. Celeste Fry, co-founder and chief executive officer of Public Works Partners, LLC, which again is based here in New York City, Many thanks for joining us this evening on Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute. We will most definitely check in with you in the weeks ahead. You're doing such important work 
on behalf of the building and construction sectors. We thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening. We wish you a great night and a great week ahead. And again, we will definitely have you back on in the weeks ahead. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Listeners, please join us again next Sunday evening here on 710 WOR for another segment of Constructive Conversations with the Building and Realty Institute. We enjoy covering so many important topics to the building, realty, and construction industry. And again, we hope you join us next Sunday evening starting at 6.30 p.m. for another segment of our program. By the way, if you'd like further information on the Building and Realty Institute, again, our website is buildersinstitute.org. That's buildersinstitute.org. If you and your business are involved in the building, realty, or construction industries in any ways, we are most definitely the membership organization for you. That's buildersinstitute.org or info at buildersinstitute.org info at buildersinstitute.org. Until next Sunday night, this is Jeff Hanley saying, have a great Sunday, have a great week, stay safe, stay well.